The section of scripture that we're focusing on this morning is from the 17th chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke, beginning with verse 11. On another occasion, as Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. When he entered a certain village, ten men with leprosy met him. Standing at a distance, they called out loudly, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they went away, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus responded, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go your way. Your faith has saved you. Heavenly Father, these words are yours, and so we know that they are the truth. We ask that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. In our chapel services this week, we're talking about giving thanks to God for his tender care. And as we think about our text, that's the the heart of this text, isn't it? Giving thanks to God in Jesus Christ. There are ten men who are healed, and and there's only one who who sees that healing and then runs back to to fall at Jesus' feet, glorifying God and and giving thanks to him in Jesus. And he's a a non-Jew, a Samaritan at that, a, a foreigner as Jesus calls him. The other nine do not return, and and Jesus commends that thankful Samaritan. He says, get up and go. Your faith has saved you. Now this morning as we talk about thankfulness for all the blessings that God gives to us, all of these these gifts, both physical and spiritual, I think it's important that we understand the why. Understanding the why is essential as we think about what it means to live out a life of thanksgiving. We have to understand why. Why has God given us these good gifts? Why does he bless us? Why does every single day he daily and richly provide us with clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, with everything that we need on top of so many of our wants, on top of the greatest gift that he could ever possibly give to us in salvation through faith in the sacrifice, the work of his son as our savior? And what's our response to these gifts? Do we love these gifts apart from the one who has given them to us? Do we love the gifts or do we love the one who has given them? And there's a subtle difference in this that's important for us to understand when it comes to God's love for us and the gifts that he gives. And to illustrate this, I want you to think about a, an engagement ring. Okay, an engagement ring is the, the, probably the, the most impactful, important, and oftentimes the most expensive gift you will ever give or receive in your life on this earth. And so I want you to imagine this, this young man who's in love with this girl, and he, they've been dating for a few years, and for the last year, he has saved up every single penny that he's made to buy the perfect engagement ring. And, and he knows it's the perfect one. They've gone shopping for it. He, he, he gives it to her, and she's elated. She is so excited and so happy. She runs out and shows it to all of her friends, all of her family members, and totally ghosts the guy who gave it to her. Never calls him, never looks at him, never speaks to him, totally ignores her, ignores him. And so the, the, the gift is appreciated, the gift is loved, but the intent behind that ring was totally missed. It was meant to be a sign, a symbol of that man's desire for a lifelong relationship with that woman. He wanted to marry her, but that, that intent was missed. 
Of course he, he wanted her to enjoy the gift. That's why he spent so long saving up for it. That's why he picked it out so carefully. But more than that, he wanted her to recognize the intent. Right? To grab his hand and to say, I love the gift, I love the ring, but I love you even more and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So on some level, we can understand the hurt that that would cause in the heart of that, that man, right? So take that, that illustration and apply it to our text here for this morning. There's ten men who cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus doesn't heal them yet, right? He says, go and show yourself to the priests. That's what they were supposed to do after they were healed. Once you are healed from leprosy, you go show yourself to the priest. Then he gives you a clean bill of health and you can go back to the, to the way that your life was before you got this, this skin disease. But they go in faith. They go believing in the gift that Jesus is going to give them and he gives it to them. They are, they are healed. They are cleansed. But again, what is the purpose behind this gift? Why does Jesus give these men this gift of healing? Of course it's out of love for them. Of course it's, it's out of tender care for these people that he cares about so much. But the same question can be asked of us. Why has God given to us all of these good gifts that we enjoy, especially the gift of salvation? Yes, it's because of his love for us as his people, but these gifts, and especially that gift of forgiveness, of a right relationship with God, it's more than just a gift. We need to understand the intent behind these things. These gifts are given because God wants us to be with him forever. Right? God wants an eternal, permanent relationship with you. He wants you to be in his presence in heaven forever. He wants you to know that he is ultimately, of all, of all things that we receive in this world, of anything that we could ever get, he is the thing that satisfies. A right relationship with him, being in his presence forever, that's what fulfills us. That's what brings us contentment. He himself is the treasure. This truth isn't hidden. It's, it's all over scripture and our text included. Jesus heals these men with the intent that they see that he is the son of God and the promised Messiah. He wants them to know that, that he is the new great high priest, better than any who has come before. The one who was sent to deliver them and heal them, not just from, from leprosy, but from sin itself. The Samaritan recognizes this. He falls at Jesus' feet, and what does Jesus say? Your faith has not healed you, but saved you. Your faith has saved you. 1 Peter 3.18 Christ suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous. Why did he do this? Why has he given us this gift of, of his own life? That he might bring us to God. That's the purpose, that we can be with God forever. Paul, writing to the Romans, says that we rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. And more than that, we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. That, that right relationship with our God. He has removed sin so that we can be with God forever. Psalm 73, who am I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Every gift that we enjoy on this earth, every good thing is evidence of God's love for you and his utmost desire for you to be reconciled to him, for you to have a permanent relationship with him. And every single gift we have, everything that we enjoy in this life is ultimately because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because of what he accomplished on the cross. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. 
how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Without the sacrifice of Jesus, we're still in our sin. Right? There's no reconciliation. There's no healing. We are God's enemies. But the Son of God has laid down his life for you, and he has risen again in victory. And through, through faith in that sacrifice, through that gift of faith, everything that Jesus won there is credited to you. You are now victorious over sin. In God's sight, you, you are, are holy. You wear the righteousness of Christ. Every good and perfect gift is a reminder that God is on your side. That his promises are true. That we are not his enemies. We are his own dear children. So in light of all of this, what does thankfulness look like? Thankfulness for, for all the gifts of God. And, and we're talking about all of them. Whether they be the big things like a spouse or, or a home or a job offer or just the, the simple things in life that, that we just sit down and sometimes hits us that we enjoy these things so much. I like a, a great bowl of cereal in the morning. Uh, a fall fire surrounded by friends and family that we love. Right? Whatever it might be, thankfulness is not us running off and going enjoying this gift and then ignoring, ignoring the one who gave it to us. Our thankfulness is most uh, directly expressed when we recognize the intent behind that gift and when we draw near to the one who gave it to us. That's what the Samaritan does, right? He recognizes that he's healed. He recognizes the gift that Jesus gave to him. He recognizes where that gift came from and what that means about the nature of Jesus. He turns on his heel, runs back, and he falls down at the foot of his God and glorifies and praises him with a shout with his voice. Our thankfulness is expressed in a similar way. We give thanks to God by drawing near to him where he tells us that he is. Right? He says that he comes to us in his word and in his sacrament. So we give thanks to God by, by going into his word, by surrounding ourselves by his word, by enjoying his sacrament, by indulging in more of those good gifts that he gives us through his word. And we show our appreciation and our love by walking according to it. We join together with brothers and sisters in Christ in a, in a situation exactly like this. We join our voices in singing, prayer, singing songs of praise and thanksgiving, glorifying God for all the gifts that he gives to us. Because through faith, we know what these gifts mean. That he wants us to be with him in heaven. In Christ Jesus, God himself has made that a possibility and a reality by giving to us himself. Right? The gift is the giver. The giver is the gift. So next time you are overcome with gratitude, remember the intent behind that blessing from God. It's not just for your earthly happiness. It's a sign of God's love and his grace for you, pointing you ultimately to the greatest gift, God himself. Amen. Please rise for the blessing. The peace which surpasses all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We pray. Well, God, we thank and praise you for all the many gifts and blessings that you have poured out on us. We know that every good and perfect gift, every good thing that we enjoy in this life is from you. We thank you for the greatest gift you could have ever given to us and salvation through faith and the victory of your Son and our Savior. Help us to not forget the reason that you have given us these blessings because you love us so much and want that eternal permanent relationship with us. May the good news of the gospel always be our motivation to draw near to you in word and sacrament, to live our lives reflecting the love and the mercy that you have shown to us 
as we walk in your ways and proclaim your praise in our words and songs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.